Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome back into News Radio WGNS. Right now, eight thirteen. And if you're out and about, if you're listening a little bit ago, we mentioned the rain still coming down in buckets out there. So, uh, if you're out there driving, we ask you to be careful, uh, take precautions, stay off your cell phones, of course. And uh, we were just wrapping up Swap and Shop. And if anybody was listening there, uh, all that information headed online for you. We say that each day, but. Uh, not going to get out of a ticket if you're on uh, Swap and Shop. That's, that's not going to work for you. So we want to make sure that you're not texting and driving or calling and driving. And uh, we'll save you a couple bucks in the uh, in the way of not getting a ticket or a fine. All righty. So our guest this morning, as we have changed things up just a smidge for you, is Carl Hudgens and Denise Martin. Guys, good morning. Good morning. All righty. So you're just coming in outside. Rain's still coming down in buckets. It is. It is. All righty. So if anybody's out and about there, you heard it first. That's our uh, that's our improvised weather update for now. But uh, uh, Carl Hudgens, of course, working with the EMS, you're the EMS director. And uh, Denise Martin, tell us a little bit about what you do. And uh, we're going to um, add a couple questions, a couple listener questions, a couple things we wanted to wrap up. But uh, Denise, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Okay. Well, I am the supervisor uh, for death investigations within uh, EM, uh, Rutherford County EMS. Uh, we assist and represent the Rutherford County Medical Examiner's Office. Uh, so we investigate um, deaths of our, our residents here in Rutherford County, um, whether uh, they unfortunately pass away at the hospital or whether they pass away um, at home or outside of a medical facility. So. We uh, provide an investigative service uh, that tandems or goes along with um, our law enforcement agencies, um, decide which cases um, need further investigation or further examination, and uh, uh, liaise with families, funeral homes, law enforcement, the DA's office, etc. So uh, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, the service we provide here in Rutherford County. And, uh, EMS has been supporting the medical examiner's office for decades now, and uh, we've just initiated a new training program, a support system, uh, so that uh, we uh, bring our investigative services up to national standards. Wonderful. So that was quite a bit. That's why I wanted to have you kind of explain that a little bit better, and and you did a wonderful (laughs) job to kind of let folks know what you do. So you and Carl kind of work hand-in-hand. You guys work together in in many fields. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Uh, um, Director Hudgens is is my boss, uh, so I report to him and uh, um, assist him with uh, this particular field. All righty. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is, um, you know, we'll, we'll um, you know, get to some of the growth that we've seen in Murfreesboro and some of the other things. Um, but as far as COVID this year, how, how has this year looked different for you guys compared to any other year? Carl, you said you've been doing this for 30 plus years. Uh, this year has probably looked different amongst any other year you've ever worked. And you've probably seen a lot of first timer uh, scenarios. Talk about that. What's 2020 been like for you guys? <clears throat> well, uh, to be honest, we've had to uh, think a lot outside the box and to prepare for something and fight for something we didn't know nothing about. Um, I can be honest with you, I never went through, when I went through paramedic school 100 years ago, but uh, I, we didn't 
study pandemics. And at the very beginning of this thing, we um, had to figure out how we was going to do it and to keep our paramedics and the community safe. And um, I'm very comfortable where we're at now. Uh, like I said, it was uh, it wasn't uh, just a me thing. It was the entire community coming together. Uh, one of the most impressive things I probably saw <clears throat> was, um, and, and I wish there was ways I could recognize them, was how the community came together because we was very low on equipment, and which is to no fault of anybody. Um, you know, suddenly we're I'm needing. 20,000 N95 mask, and I can't find them. And, um, um, but what was most impressive was how the community came together. We had, uh, on my, from my mother to, um, to a friend of mine, Ed Elam's wife, uh, Sandra Elam, and people at her church also were actually making handmade masks for us. And we had auto shops bringing us their N95s and stuff like that. And none of those people were recognized, and they didn't do it for the recognition. But um, it just shows, even though Rutherford County is growing, it's still a close, tight-knit community. And everybody was jumping in together to uh, help us through this. And if it wasn't for those... Uh, I don't know what we've done, and I'll be honest with you, seeing them doing that gave us a lot of hope. Um, and we're getting through it. We're going to get through it. And um, as long as we all stick together. That's EMS Director Carl Hudgens joining us. Denise, anything you want to add to that? I would say that, you know, from our from our perspective, there's not enough good things to say about what you guys have done. And uh, I mentioned some of the folks who had helped you guys out, but uh, really did take everybody to kind of pull together to make a lot of things work. But, uh, Denise, what has your experience been like in 2020 dealing with COVID and seeing some of these things for the first time? Uh, well, unfortunately, I think um, with uh, uh, this, just the stresses of the pandemic, um, <clears throat> We have unfortunately seen nationwide, not just uh, in this county or statewide, um, an increase in uh, uh, substance abuse. Um, unfortunately, we—I I, I truly think uh, you know—our numbers for for suicide and overdose um, are going to be reflected uh, to have increased during this pandemic. Uh, more people are isolated, um, you know, and, and you know, not not. Um, so much in the community of going to work, um, not being able to perhaps feel safe going to the doctor um, or going to the hospital. So unfortunately, I think uh, rather than um, deaths strictly due to COVID or, or as a complication from COVID, um, you know, we're, we're going to see those numbers reflected. I, I, I strongly believe those, those uh, particular types of death have, have increased, sadly. Um, as a sort of a side effect of, of this pandemic. Um, from, from an observer while watching the EMS department, um, quite honestly, I've just been incredibly impressed with how uh, Director Hudgens and, um, and the, the management team have, have kept um, our medics safe, have kept the public safe. Um, they've started um, right at the beginning um, some in incredible methods of decontaminating the ambulances, uh, making sure that uh, the paramedics have the equipment that they need to keep themselves healthy and to keep their patients healthy. So uh, from, from somebody that's not directly involved in the, the, the first responder 
um, activities. Um, I must say, being able to watch that watch that happen and 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 uh, see uh, uh, them leading the way and others others uh, copying what they uh, they have implemented in their protocols and procedures has been pretty impressive. What are some of those things that uh, some of the procedures, some of the cleaning procedures that you've had to uh, put into play that maybe a year ago wasn't because working in the medical field and ambulances, hospitals, everything's got to be so sanitary anyways. It's not like uh, that wasn't the case already, but now everything's doubling down. Everything's got to be more so. What are some of the things that you guys have had to do that are new um, to push that envelope to make sure that everybody can do their job safely? Well, honestly, the uh, <clears throat> uh, the technology we're using is very old technology, and it's simply using um, UV lights and uh, – just regular cleaning solution. Uh, we're just doing it a whole lot more often. And um, uh, the UV lights is really impressive because the way I understand it, uh, the virus itself is extremely delicate, but it's protected by a layer of fat. And the UV light can actually penetrate that layer of fat, and that's what kills the virus. And um, we use it on the ambulances. We use it at the stations. We we've um, uh, have decon uh, parts of the judicial center when we've been asked. Uh, we're here to help anybody that that needs us. And um, uh, I, I'm very I have a lot of confidence in in the way it works because so far uh, I've had a few paramedics to. Um, it's kind of strange that, you know, the first six months, starting from the beginning of this thing, all my paramedics were safe. I was very confident in everything that we was doing was protecting them. And <clears throat> then it seemed like in the last three or four weeks, um, I've had a couple that I've had to quarantine. It wasn't because they tested positive. It was because somebody in their family member uh, may have contacted, but um, but uh, I, I'm very confident in the procedures that we're doing, um, and we're going to continue doing that. I hope it's not going to be the new normal. Uh, I don't feel like it will be. I think this is something that we will all get through together, And um, uh, but I'm just like everybody else. I'm ready for it to be over with, and... Um, get back to business but I, i'll be honest with you <clears throat> at the very beginning of this thing our, our call volume dropped down 50 percent and as we learn more and i think as citizens learn more it's not that they got comfortable with it but they begin to get back out and and live but they was doing it more cautiously and carefully and our call volumes now are back up maybe even more than they were and it's not due to covid it's just due to you know uh regular sickness that people have heart attacks strokes uh, you know and wrecks and and all kinds of natures of the call but i i really believe at the very beginning the reason our call volume dropped was people were afraid to call us or even afraid to go to the hospital and I understand it, but um, they don't need to be because um, the treatments and uh, and the cares they're 
they got we may look a little different because we got masks on when we arrive, but the treatment's not changed. And um, so, you know, it's very important that the community doesn't lose confidence in the medical care that that's provided. Um, we're prepared. We're ready. Like I said, we may look just a little bit different than we used to. I honestly believe it's still temporarily, and we'll see where it goes. We had our first listener question come in, and they were asking, you were just talking about uh, call volume dropping towards the beginning of the year and now back up. And a lot of us remember March, February, March, April, going out and you know driving to work, and there'd be nobody on the road. The roads would be empty, there'd be no traffic, and that lasted for a couple of weeks, but everybody eventually had to get back to their routine. How much of that do you think was in play with people who were just staying home because they were quarantined, uh, less motor vehicle accidents, less uh, people getting injured just on the day-to-day because they were staying at home. Many of us were, were you know, at home for three or four weeks to start this whole thing back in March. Do you think that had to uh, be a plan as far as the call volume dropping? I, I think it had a lot to do with it. Um, i tell you what didn't decrease. matter of fact, it might have increased a little bit was uh, domestics. I think people were together so much. <laughs> um we saw a little increase in that, nothing that was just really at, you know, off the top. But, um, uh, like I said, our call volume dropped down 50% uh, for a couple months. And um, what I've noticed was we probably should have been called earlier on some of these patients, but I honestly believe they were just afraid to go call us and I believe they were afraid to go to the hospital because it was so much of the unknown um, you know I, I honestly believe that people with um, you know uh, congested heart failure and stuff like that should have called us earlier And uh, but I believe people are the, the trust is is, um, is has come back and, and we're getting back to a normal range on that end but it, the virus is still something that you know we we've got to respect and and um, uh, continue to protect ourselves from. And um, but yes, I believe at the beginning it was more of the unknown that kept our call volumes down. When you know when I was coming through town, it was like a ghost town. I, you know, it was like it Mercer was like it was back when I was just a kid. No traffic. It's back. The traffic is back. Anybody, anybody who's been out for the last uh, couple months would see that, especially with the summertime and you know people mm-hmm. doing more traveling and thing now. But uh, that was Carl Hudgens just talking EMS director for thirty plus years here in Rutherford County. So to hear your perspective on that, to be here for thirty plus years, and then something um, this year, you know, happening with COVID being. You know, maybe the first time that you've ever experienced that in 30-plus years is, is incredible. Uh, Denise, I had a question for you. Denise Martin also with us this morning. You mentioned uh, overdoses and, and drug use and some of those things had been up this year. You guys have seen an uptick in that. Uh, speaking on cause and effect, how long did it take until you started seeing that effect? The cause, maybe people out of work, people stuck at home, um, depression, things like that settle in. How long did it take until that wave kind of came down to where you saw the uptick in, in uh, overdoses and things like that? Um, I think it's really been in the last couple of months that those numbers have been looked at. Um, you know, ours is, is gradual. You know, it's uh, you know one or two extra a month. doesn't seem that drastic. Obviously, it does to us. 
Um, but uh, you know the, the state medical examiner's office um, did bring our attention to it. They you know obviously track all 95 counties in the state. Um, you know obviously it's a lot more dramatic when you're taking those numbers into uh, into account. Uh, so it's something that we've been keeping an eye on. Um, you know just just looking at the types of cases that had uh, required um, more uh, thorough or uh, uh, in-depth investigation to include an autopsy often. Um, so we'd, we'd seen our numbers going up, particularly over the last few months, I would say. Um, but like I said, it was, um, it, was, it was looking at statewide and then comparing ourselves to other, other counties. But, uh, you know, we are one of the, the largest counties by population. And so our numbers, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, pretty consistent with what else is happening in the state and the country, quite frankly. Another listener question, then we're going to take a quick time out, but they were asking about the relation in um, taking a call, not COVID-related, whether it be an accident, whether it be something at home, and how does your uh, routine change with, with COVID being as, as present as it is when you go to a, a call of an accident or an injury? Uh, what things do you have to do differently? I mean, you don't, you don't know if these people are positive or negative, uh, and, but the situation is, is fragile and time is, is delicate at that time. What, uh, what does that look like when you guys show up to a, a call and you have to take these extra procedures but also need to react quickly? Well, the, um, um, on the EMS side of it, um, our paramedics will always uh, be wearing an N95. And, um, of course, they'll be love and patients who we are suspected of possibly being positive and the way we would determine that would just be to sign some symptoms we're actually going to as long as they're stable we're going to be, take our time we may be on the scene with you just a little bit longer uh, we're going to handle you just a little bit different just for your safety along with the paramedic's safety but um, as far as treatment and stuff like that None of that's delayed. Um, matter of fact, um, like I said, the biggest part is we may just look a little bit different because of some of the equipment we're wearing, but um, anything other than that, nothing is different. Um, paramedics are going to be aggressive and thorough. And, um, you know, I think it's just imperative that uh, the community doesn't lose confidence that um, that part has changed because it hadn't. Um, so actually we've been doing it so much now that like I said I hope it's not the new normal but um, it, it's just part of what we do now and uh, you know the biggest part is is protection of the patient and the paramedic so we can, can continue for the next call that's going to come to us <clears throat> on Denise's side um she gets to do things not at the fast pace that the paramedics would have to do. But she has the same investigations to do. And so she can um, go at a whole lot slower pace and be a lot more thorough in insisting the law enforcement on, on any type of crime scene or, you know, um, or death that initially can't be explained. So... But she has to protect herself, too, just like law enforcement does. And uh, so I, I, I'm really pleased in the way all the agency have come together. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, 
the job still has to be done, and we can't let this, to, you know, deter us and from uh, doing what we have to do. And like I said, we might look a little bit different, but the procedures are still the same. Well, we're going to take a quick time out, guys. I appreciate answering some of those questions, some of the listener questions we got in. And if you've sent us a question, you can call or text 615-893-1450. We do have a couple of texts that we have not got to yet, but stick around. We will do so before the show wraps up. Uh, with us this morning, Carl Hudgens, EMS Director, and Denise Martin joining us as well, talking about all things COVID, how they've changed in their world. We also wanted to talk about the growth of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County and how that has changed things for you guys. Obviously, Carl's been with us for 30-plus years here in Rutherford County, so there'll be lots to talk about there. Hey, wanted to let everybody know and remind you that weather and traffic this hour is brought to you by our friends over at First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna. They are conveniently located at 307 Hazelwood Drive in Smyrna and reminding you not to wait on that fall tune-up. Just a couple days left, folks. In fact, they're going to give you 10% off for that fall tune-up now through the end of the month. So you got about three days. I'd get in there today. Call them now. Schedule that appointment. 10% off your fall tune-up. All you got to do is mention you heard that ad right here on WGNS. As the temperature cools, make sure you can rely on your car to keep you warm and get you where you need to go safely. Stop by First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna, located at 307 Hazelwood Drive. Now, a look at that weather and traffic. Some periods of showers and storms here this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions, a high around 70 degrees. Winds out of the north between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Good morning. We've seen some THP units scattered up and down I-24 this morning, coming in and out of Coffee County into Rutherford County to slow it down. Traffic still holding up right now, 24 west as you head towards Nashville up through the Hickory Hollow area. Yes, 41 inbound Murfreesboro Pike has picked up quite a bit. Hey, celebrate autumn this year at Obert Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, all the details at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church, right across from Indian Hills. So the beauty of our store is we typically beat or match internet pricing, and the cool thing about that is you can try it out. You can actually pick up the instrument and hold it in your hand before you buy it versus online, where you can't really see it until you get it in your hands. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den, and we'll get you guys taken care of. We're at 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demusrestaurants.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. October is Car Care Awareness Month, and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune-up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10% off for your fall tune-up at First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. 
We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Into News Radio WGNS right now, 837. Temperature outside, 64. And if you can guess, it's still raining, still raining. Cats and dogs, big buckets of rain coming down. So uh, if you're out and about today, hopefully today wasn't the day you were mowing the lawn or walking the dog. Hopefully today's the day you're inside working or uh, binging a Netflix series or uh, something more like that because it is going to be raining all day today into tomorrow. So keep that in mind for you, folks. If you're out there traveling, take it a little slower, stay off your cell phones, pay attention to the road, all that good stuff. And with that, we welcome you back in now to the action line. Our guest this morning, uh, Carl Hudgens, an EMS director for 30-plus years here in Rutherford County. He's been talking about COVID, how it's changed their routine. You're talking about 30-plus years in one single field, and 2020 comes around, and a lot of that stuff kind of gets flipped upside down. Um, obviously, they are essential workers, meaning that if, if they're not there, then you know things are going to fall apart quickly. So you guys didn't have much of a choice. You know, as far as can you come into work, can you not? Uh, here at the radio station, a lot of us were working from home for about a month or two just to make things, you know, work better. But, um, you know, also if we're not in studio, people can go on with their days. But you guys are different. You guys are there um, on the front lines. You guys are there when, when things, you know, really get serious and you need answers, you need results. Um, so you weren't able to take a day off. You weren't able to take the year off. And I think one of the things you said was interesting is, a lot of the things that you guys have to do, you still do, just looks a little different. You have a mask, you're wearing gloves, uh, you know, maybe a little more precaution, more more sanitizing, more social distancing when you can, uh, but that's not always the case. You're not always able to do that, but um, you know, I think the fact that you are able to do what you guys do with the EMS and uh, quite frankly, get out there and save people's lives and, and save people from more danger um, is, is motivation, inspiration to other fields, to other people that, you know, you, you can get through this. You just got to, there's a couple more steps you got to take. There's there's some more things you got to do. Um, and, you know, safety seems to be at the forefront of all your conversations, all your thoughts is, you know, safety of the workers, safety of the folks who we serve. And, uh, you know, I, I really like that. I think, um, you know, it gives people hope. That, that things will get back to normal, but also, you know, makes you feel good that, that our people on the front lines are doing everything they can do uh, to keep us safe and make things work. So, uh, Denise, I wanted to ask you more about on your side. Now, you, you do more uh, investigating after the fact. Right. So how do things look differently, um, you know, maybe from Carl, who shows up on the scene with the ambulances, to maybe a couple hours later when the scene is getting investigated, whether it be an accident, whether it be a different type of injury, um, I know you guys still got to have the masks, the gloves, the social distancing, and maybe that's a little bit easier for you because um, he said, you know, time isn't as much of a factor as, as maybe would, uh, Carl would say. Uh, but walk us through a day in the life, if, if you show up on a scene, how things are different now than maybe last year. Um, well, here in Rutherford County, our uh, supervisors, our, um, uh, our assistant directors and, uh, and, and supervisors within the Within, within EMS, I actually work as the medical examiner investigators um, along with myself. Um, so w- with myself, it's like Carl said, it's a little slower pace. You know, unfortunately, the person I already know is deceased before I get to the scene. 
Um, so obviously, when I arrive on scene, you know, universe, uh, you know, protecting ourselves with universal precautions is is the way we we have always done it, whether it was COVID or not. Um, you know, obviously, uh, when we're we're dealing with somebody who's passed, um, you know, there is a, a risk for. Um, infection, which we've got to be careful of um, for the living as much as the deceased and protecting ourselves. Uh, so, you know, gloves and masks is, is typically the norm regardless. Um, like I said, some of our, you know, supervisors are working as, as investigators, so they've already arrived on scene as a first responder. Um, then they have to um, do the tricky part of changing hats, um, and then they, uh, they, they change from... Um, you know, being on scene as an EMS director to um, switching to uh, the medical examiner investigation part of things. Uh, so they're already, you know, uh, protecting themselves with, uh, with, you know, personal protective equipment um, when, they, when they've arrived either way. Um, so we've traditionally used PPEs, um, you know, when we, when we perform our scene investigations, and, and, uh, which includes body examinations on scene. Um, not just for COVID. I mean, we've got to, you know, be careful of uh, other uh, inf infections that are out there, other viruses that are out there. Um, but I, I think more of our interaction with the living, um, obviously that's a big part of our investigation, speaking to families, friends, any other witnesses on scene, liaising with law enforcement, um, as well as other um, EMS and, and fire department personnel that might still be on scene. So... Uh, I think that's really the biggest difference is when we're interacting with each other, whereas, you know, we move steps outside, remove PPEs, and now we're keeping them on, um, you know, because, uh, you know, so much still is unknown about this virus. Um, we truly don't know how it, uh, if, if it is all a concern um, for an infection from a diseased person to a live person. Um, obviously, they're not breathing, coughing, uh, things like that, so it's not getting airborne from the decedent per se, but uh, how long it stays... Um, active on a decedent we don't know but uh, the biggest part of it is like I said when we're liaising and uh, conversing with um, living witnesses um, is obviously we're, we're first and foremost protecting each other so so we're keeping those masks on uh, we're keeping those gloves on things like that making sure that we're we're using a hand sanitizer while we're interacting with others um, and making sure our equipment stays clean uh, so uh, decontaminating our equipment when we get back uh, to the station and, uh, and and making sure that we don't contaminate anything on route. So that's, I think, the biggest part. We're a lot more conscious about that as we leave the scene. You just heard from Denise Martin. Carl Hudgens also joining us, who's EMS director here in uh, Rutherford County, has been for 30-plus years. Uh, now that we've heard, heard from both you guys and, and kind of figured out what the day-to-day -day looks like a little bit more, how does that factor in with the growth of Murfreesboro? So in the meantime, you know, maybe not right this second, maybe it's slowed down a little bit in 2020, but over the last five or ten years, Murfreesboro has grown so much, um, and this this kind of adds, I'm sure, to the chaos, for lack of a better term. When you guys, I'm, I'm sure, you know, getting busier and busier by the year, busier and busier, at least over the last five or ten years. Um, how does that look different, Carl? We can start with you. Maybe from ten years ago, what you do until now. Well, the difference is the nature of the calls aren't any different. It's just a whole lot more of it, and um, bottom line is that's contributed to the growth of the county and um, I can remember when back in the day 100 years ago when I first got into this uh, I remember one time we made um, uh, around 100 calls for the month and that was a lot 
Now we're averaging around 3,200 calls a month. So, um, but also when I started working here, we had three ambulances. Now I have 16. And we're going to have to grow with it. And with growth, it costs. And, you know, next year, um, I'm really going to have to take a, another hard dive in my budget because we're going to have to expand. Um, Mercerboro City is growing, uh, and the county is growing. Uh, I took a ride out Rockvale the other day, and and it's starting to populate. And we're talking about some big subdivisions. And uh, so that's something that I've got to stay aware of because we have to service those people. And I, I do want to say this. The uh, Public Safety Committee and Chairman Reed and Mayor Ketron have been nothing but wonderful to work with. Uh, the entire commission sees the, I don't know if you would call it a problem, but if we're going to continue this service and providing a good service, we're going to have to grow with it. And um, I don't want, you know, I don't want to build stations. I want to be prepared for the future. I want to. Um, I don't want to wait until we when we really need it because then I'm going to be five years behind and I won't be able to get caught up. So I think it's imperative that um, we stay ahead of the growth, keep an eye on how it's coming in, and uh, we need to be ahead of it because if we don't, we're going to get behind and. Um, that's something that I'm still trying to learn to do, but I'll be honest with you, with the, the commission that we have, I, I, I just couldn't be more proud to uh, be under. And, and um, you know, they listen. Um, I go to them a lot of times just for the guidance of it. And we have a new public safety director, uh, Chris Clark. Um, we've been working side by side very good. And... Um, uh, I'd say we have a good, very good team. Uh, Mayor Ketner has organized a very good team, and I think the uh, people of uh, in all of Rutherford County can really have confidence in that team, and and we'll get there, and uh, we're not going to let them down. And with the community ever growing, and you know, that's probably not going to stop here in the next few years. People seem to really love this area, and I'm a transplant, so I can I can speak on that. The weather here, the people here are great. Um, what can folks in the community do to simplify your life? If somebody makes a call, if something is happening, what are some of the things that maybe you see that you have to remind people or you just kind of assume that people aren't going to know or uh, be in touch with? That could make your job easier. As we're, you know, talking to the community right now, is there anything maybe when they when they call you guys or when you show up, different things that they can do um, that might help? Right, uh, and that's a good question. Um, believe it or not, it's just little things that can really, really help. Actually, just responding to the call. Uh, I think a lot of people they have the radios in their cars up real loud and they don't hear the siren or they're not paying attention in the rearview mirror. Uh, we understand that sometimes they can't pull over to the right, but if they could just slow down, well, well we could, you know, go around them and give us just a little bit passing room because um, a lot of times the 
when we receive the call, the nature is not what the call come in as. Sometimes it cannot be as bad as what the the caller says it is, and sometimes it can be a whole lot worse. So, you know, we're wanting to get there quick. Uh, another thing, when we come to your house, if there's anything, um, if you can, we're not asking that you, you know, always do it, but, you know, if you have time and if, and if you can think about it, is if, if there's anything in the way that's going to block us from bringing the stretcher into the house, like furniture and stuff like that, anything like that that would delay us being able to get to the patient or getting the patient out. Uh, it's just little things like that, but I think the biggest part is is just be aware of uh, your surroundings, especially when you're when you're driving. Um, that would really be a huge help. And uh, but as far as the uh, preventative stuff, life is going to happen. People are going to get sick. There's going to be accidents, and that's what we're here for. So if you know, if I could just ask the general public, you know, for a favor or anything, if it's just, uh, especially when you're out driving, it's just be a little bit more of your surroundings, because like I said, we made, I believe it was a little over 3,100 calls just in the month of uh, September, and uh, <clears throat> so if you can just be more aware of that. That may even give us 10 seconds faster getting on the scene, and seconds matter. A listener question just popped up, and this is an interesting one, and this is one I think I know the answer to, but I wanted to ask you, um, the middle lane on, on a lot of roads, the passing lane, if you're you know hopping in traffic and you know, hopping that middle lane, um, is that reserved for emergency vehicles when their lights are on? And people are in those lanes. If somebody's down Memorial and they're trying to bob and weave and get in somewhere and they're in that middle lane and there's an ambulance coming, is that reserved for emergency vehicles in that case, or is that not true? Well, i be honest with you. If, you. if you can't pull over, if you can just come to a slow stop and give us the room, but if the middle lane is the only place that you can go, uh, we'll cautiously go around, but I prefer you pull to the right if you can or make it to where we can pass you on your left but not every situation is going to allow that but uh, don't slam on your brakes in front of the ambulance or fire truck or police car because then we're going to have us another scene probably but <laughs> but you know if um, but we understand that some people just aren't able to pull over but if you can just slow down a little bit or if you can come to a slow stop, we will find a way to get around you. But as far as it actually designated just for emergency vehicle, I don't believe that's the case. Um, that's the only way I know how to answer that question. Uh, Best thing, though, is to kind of slow down, uh, pull to the right, and just allow just allow some space. And you see a lot of people will try to actually move into another lane or pull off into it. And if you just slow down and kind of move off to the side, that's that's really all you guys need. Maybe right. people overcomplicate it even sometimes. Right. The key is don't put yourself in danger. And uh, like I said, if you, could, if, if you can't pull over, come to a slow stop, which will allow us to be able to go around you. And we'll do that cautiously. 
All righty. Well, we are up against our last break of the hour. Our guest this morning, Carl Hudgens, EMS Director, and Denise Martin. More with them when we come back. We'll be right back right now, 8.52 and 64 outside. Lots of rain in the forecast today, folks. So that's going to continue. And uh, if you're already outside, you know what I'm talking about. So stay dry. Keep it right here. We'll be right back. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is growing to serve you better. Hi, I'm Shelly Rigsby, and in mid-November, our name changes to Capstar Bank. Our staff will be the same but we'll be able to do so much more. First National Bank of Murfreesboro will soon become Capstar, a full-service bank with a small-town feel. We believe in keeping our personal relationships. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, soon Capstar, member FDIC. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, Rutherford County's place to talk. We'll see periods of showers and storms here this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions, a high around 70 degrees. Winds out of the north between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Good morning, you see some TNP units scattered up and down I-24 this morning, coming in and out of Coffee County into Rutherford County to slow it down. Traffic still holding up right now, 24 west as you head towards Nashville up through the Hickory Hollow area. Yes, 41 inbound Murfreesboro Pike has picked up quite a bit. Hey, celebrate autumn this year at Obert Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, all the details at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. Weather and traffic this hour brought to you by our friends over at First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna. They're reminding you now to stop in through the end of the month and get 10% off your fall tune-up. That's now through the end of the month. So October's the last, October 31st, Halloween, that's going to be the last day of the month. You need to get in there today. You need to get in there tomorrow. Call them today. Set that appointment up. 10% off your fall tune-up now through the end of the month. As the temperature cools down, make sure you can rely on your car to keep you warm and get you where you need to go safely. That's the key word, safely. So stop by First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna. They're located at 307 Hazelwood Drive. And now 10% off your fall tune-up through the end of the month. Just mention you heard the ad right here on News Radio WGNS. All righty, just a couple minutes left here in the show. We wanted to, again, welcome back on our guest this morning, Carl Hudgens, who's an EMS director, 30-plus years here in Rutherford County. You've probably seen him driving around. Also, Denise Martin joining us, and uh, well, it's been a good show. We've, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about what you guys have, have experienced in COVID this year. Everybody has their unique story, and I think everybody's story is, is equally as interesting because... Um, you know, the, the common denominator here is everybody's doing things differently. Here at the station we are, schools, first responders. I mean, everything's just looking a little bit different this time of the year. So um, that was interesting. Also talking about the growth of Murfreesboro, how that's affected you guys working uh, as first responders and being on the scene there. So um, wanted to wrap up. And, Denise, you mentioned something about a new grant. That was big news. We wanted to make sure we got to that this hour. And then I wanted to thank you guys for coming on, of course, and uh, wrap up. But uh, if we got a few minutes, can we talk about that new grant that's very exciting. I wanted to get to that. 
Absolutely. Um, we applied for uh, the Paul Coverdell uh, Competitive Grant for Improvements in Forensic Science um, and for Improvements in the Medical Examiner and Coroner Fields. Um, we were successful in being awarded that grant, which we were very excited about. Uh, this grant will fund um, us uh, being able to remodel an area of one of our stations uh, to provide a medical examiner examination room. Um, something that uh, is is been been needed, highly recommended by the state medical examiner's office and the National Association of Medical Examiners, uh, to have a, an area where we can um, perform examinations, have our county medical examiner perform those examinations, uh, pull toxicology samples, things like that, when uh, uh, they don't uh, reach the threshold for uh, an autopsy examination. So we're going to have a dedicated area in our medical examiner's office um, to just be able to, you know, be to perform those types of examinations. So very exciting to be able to have done that. There was only uh, 30, 30 awards um, nationwide awarded this year, and we were very uh, uh, fortunate to be uh, received that funding. So that's uh, going to be happening over this next year. It'll also provide money for continuing training um, and equipment for our medical examiner investigators to use in the field. Uh, so some needed money there. Um, you know, like Carl had mentioned, um, you know, the Public Safety Commission have been very supportive, not only of EMS, but of the Medical Examiner's Office and uh, have recognised the need for that. So they gave us the ability to, to, to move forward with the application for that grant. Um, you know, no, most people don't want to talk about, you know, dying and, and death, um, but uh, it, we truly know um, uh, more about the living and how to protect ourselves and uh, how to keep our residents safe by, by learning about what's, what our residents residents are dying from you know it directs um, prevention strategies it uh, it uh, provides um, needed attention to uh, where we need to put our funding uh, so that we can and we can truly protect our, our residents and and uh, and, uh, and public health issues so uh, uh, we're very excited that uh, not only does uh, our mayor and, and our public safety commission truly recognise that and have been very supportive of us but uh, we've uh, like I said we've got uh, got some grant funding to, to be able to help us move forward with uh, with those improvements as well so very exciting awesome well you guys uh, you guys keep up the awesome work thank you so much for coming on this morning and chatting with us for a few minutes we'd love to have you back on again and uh, continue these conversations and learn more about what you guys do and uh, we'll have to definitely do that and I just want to thank you guys again for coming on and uh, answering some of these listener questions and uh, and updating us and kind of giving us an inside look into uh, what you guys do each day so we couldn't be more appreciative for you guys thank you well, appreciate, appreciate being it. here thank you all righty truman show is coming up next we'll be right back keep it right here on news radio wgns right now 858 
The voice of Rutherford County, the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Time on the courthouse clock is 9 o'clock. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Rutherford County is breaking previous voting.